Hello and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. Joining me for this Music Monday is Liz Bohannon. She is a Nashville native. Uh, we talk about her journey in Nashville. Also, we talk about some food and her upcoming song coming out on the 26th of March. Had myself muted. All right. And that was Liz Bohannon with Take It or Leave It. Liz, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing I'm doing awesome, Stuart. How are you doing? I am doing very well. So let's get started and dive into your journey. Are you a Nashville native or did you come to move here? I'm Nashville native, um, born and raised. Very cool. So where did, what neighborhood did you grow up in? Um, I grew up in West Nashville. Um, and... Um, yeah, my whole family's from here. Grandparents, we've just been here forever and ever. Um, but I've, uh, you know, moved away and have traveled the world and found myself back here. And it, and it feels like a brand new city because it's just blown up and it's the most exciting place on the planet. Where in West Nashville, like Bellevue or the Nations? Um, it's in like Green Hills area. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I'm, and I just moved back over to this area in the last year. So I'm it feels like, yeah, apple didn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> did, did you move back here because of the pandemic or were you planning on moving back here beforehand? Um, no, I've actually been in town for several years. I just kind of hopped around neighborhoods um, just pretty much every year. I've hopped around to a new spot. It's it, for, for whatever reason. I um, Yeah, 12 South, um, let's see, Hillsborough Village and um, just a little bit of everything. But um I'm back in my little corner over here. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's great. Well, with you here. with you moving around everywhere around Nashville, what's one of your favorite neighborhoods that you found? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, I love Germantown and all that all that has developed over there. And East Nashville has the coolest restaurants and um, vibe and just culture over there. And let's see what I mean. There's really no. There's just Nashville's just like opened up. It's just so cool. The Gulch is just I think I, that might be my favorite part of town to go out to dinner. Um, it's just central and and there's just too many good choices. Um, yeah. So well, well. let's talk about <laughs> no, it's OK. Let's uh, let's talk about your song that we introed with Take It or Leave It. When did that song come out? And tell us the story behind that song. So Take It or Leave It. I wrote that with um 
a really awesome producer, J.D. Tyner and Marcus Midkiff. And that was like maybe four years ago. And we just, it all came together in about two days. Um, uh, it was kind of our first write. And it was, it, it was just, it was one of those lucky, lucky strike, strike it, you know, immediately um, strike it off. We hit it off, I guess is what I meant to say. But, um, and um, we it never, I never released it, um, but it was placed in a movie called Lake Artifact. And I just kept hearing like people would find it on YouTube and I would just kind of like Instagram, I would get like people would reach out to me about it. And I didn't even realize it was in the movie um, until kind of, you know, it had a little buzz going, which was just super cool. So I released it after kind of people, it was a cool way to have your music kind of, you know, pat on the back, like people like, it was placed in the movie, like probably five times, like it kept popping up. And I was like, it's a sci-fi thriller, um, like a time, time, like travel movie. And um, there's, it's a really cool, it's, it's definitely worth watching. And um, my song comes on like in a, in a killing, I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> where, where, <laughs> can pe- where can But <laughs> there is lots, it's, it's exciting. Where can people it, find that movie? That was on, let's see, Amazon, Amazon Prime. And say the name one more time. Uh, it's called Lake Artifact. Lake Artifact. That sounds really interesting. I may have to go watch that after this interview. Uh, so yeah. what got you into the music industry with being born and raised here in Nashville? Gosh, I mean, I started singing. That was my first love, um, family weddings and talent shows. Um, I mean, I have pictures of being like three years old at family weddings and grabbing the microphone and singing a Judy Garland song or, um, you know, I had, she was probably my favorite when I was little. Um, but I I had a neighbor that was a amazing songwriter. Uh, he wrote like Elvis Presley's number one last hit. And I grew up taking songs across the street and playing stuff for him and kind of, we had like a, a little weekly, not weekly, but it was like, you know, we kept up a lot and I, I, he was a huge influence on, kind of opening me up to the, that creative side of it. Um, but I was just always involved in, I just, it was what I was drawn towards and um, just never, whenever I had the opportunity to, to you know, get on stage or, or be in a choir or something, it was, I was there. I put it first kind of thing. So did you know from a young age that you wanted to make this a full-time like career? Yeah. And Yeah, I didn't really, I thought I wanted to be, a, like I was a theater minor and I thought I wanted to do like film acting. So I moved to California um, after I went to college and really was really hardcore like this is what i'm doing with my life and i um wanted to you know find my own way and like just pave my own way and um it just yeah i just remember being in classes and and like i wasn't like the best actress i think maybe um i didn't get the roles that i wanted and and then we had there was one class that i was in where we were i was like a musical um white christmas and we had to do a little routine like it was just you know like a little musical thing and that's where everyone was like oh my gosh you need to do more of this and i was like okay it's i think this is a sign i'm gonna stick to the singing and and it, and it led me back home i had my first writing session in california um with um cheryl crow's right hand um got a right hand songwriter it was the coolest day of my life one of was up there and uh it just stuck in my head and I was like I didn't even like have like a like a this like a decision it was just like it was like okay this is what I this is what I'm gonna this I'm not looking back kind of thing and moved home and 
just kept going. It's it's been a, quite a journey. So, how would you describe your sound, or how would you describe yourself as an artist? Gosh, um, let's see. Melody. I, I just I'm a melody person. Melting pot of so many different influences. Um, I would say organic. Um, and uh, I'm very highly influenced with like seven, the Beatles and like all the, it seems to be a seventies theme for me. Um, just really all about just a simple kind of melody that's going to get stuck in your head. And that kind of stuff is just, it doesn't always pan out <laughs> like as like amazing as all of that, but it's, I don't know. It's, it seems to be a strength, the melody and like, especially like chorusy stuff that I don't know. It's a little bit of everything. Time, uh, not not timeless. That's like way too, but more like a um, alternative indie. I think I think it's a great explanation of how you do your music, uh, especially this one song. Uh, gotta give it up. It has like this jazz type blues s feel. Uh, yeah. So let's go ahead and listen to that real quick, uh, cool. and we will hear your style of music. That's such a fun song. It reminds me of like some island type songs. And what, what was your inspiration for that song? Gosh, well, I did that EP with Daniel Tashin, um, the songwriter I'm sure everybody um, knows. He uh, he and I did, we wanted to do like um, a reggae vibe for it. And uh, I think we started with like kind of more of a Americana vibe um, and then I just completely changed gears and I'd been listening to a bunch of Bob Marley and, and it just kind of felt like just fun to like, just choose, choose something like a little, it was kind of like, I guess a concept EP, like choose a, a new genre and, and go for it. So I'm glad you, the Island vibe came across and that that's really fun. We, yeah, it, we had our theme, our beer of the, we cheer like uh theme beer was the was red stripe for that EP. And that was, it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun island music. 
Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I was just listening to that music, and I'm like, wow, I'm really craving pineapple all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, so that. that's what I think of of island music, is I always think of, like, pineapple and chicken. Uh, so according to your bio, you have traveled around the world. Now, were you performing when you were traveling? Um, I was. I was in a, a traveling choir in college um, called the Singing Hoosiers in, from Indiana University, and we we did concert tours in Greece and um, really like the Midwest mostly, but we did take a trip over to Greece and that was incredible. Um, and let's see, um, I haven't really played in Europe other than that music, which is on my bucket list, but, um, I've traveled a bunch in the States and I've played kind of all over. I mean, yeah, mostly Midwest, but. Now, was it a acapella group or was it full instrumental? Um, it was, um, like classical mu- musical theater, mostly Hoagy Carmichael. He's an alumni. Um, you know, he wrote Stardust and just the most beautiful selection of tunes. Um, we did have an acapella group, like a jazz group, which which I was involved in. And, and it, that was, it's kind of straight no chasers out of Indiana. I don't know if you're familiar with them. But oh yeah, they, I listen to them all the time. <laughs> they, yeah. um, a lot of that, a lot of those guys were in the singing Hoosiers too. So it's kind of, kind of a little bit of that vibe but more like classical music and not pop so much. Okay. Yeah. I just listened to their, uh, their latest Christmas album that they came out with in like November. Uh, it's just a fun, it's so much fun music. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. So what is it like being a full-time, are you a full-time artist or are you still aspiring to be a full-time artist? No, I'm full-time. I mean, I have a few other gigs that I bop around, um, wear different hats for, but, um, no, it's, I'm writing every day and, um, there's, you know, you just have a bunch of irons on in the fire when you're kind of this entrepreneur artist type thing. And there's always stuff to be working on. So um, full time. It's, it's exciting. It's taken me a while to get to this place. Now, are you primarily writing for yourself or are you writing for other artists in town? Um, I would love to be writing for other artists, but primarily myself right now. So what's been your biggest struggle as a full time musician, especially with this pandemic in mind? I mean, the no concert thing, being able to be around people and play music for people has just been the worst. Um, but I, my band, we had a monthly residency, um, just a monthly gig at a little spot in town. And um, not having that, I didn't realize what a big hole that was that was for us and for me, because um, I just looked forward to it and would put all the prepare all the set lists and write new songs for it and stuff like that. But um and just playing music with people <laughs> but we were we got creative and we did a lot of those videos um like the zoom videos where everybody kind of passes an instrument to the next person and then you compile it and then we had a few, we had a charity event that we streamed uh did a stream live show for and then we were we did a few of those and um so that was kind of the silver lining of and it, it was just so exciting when we had one of those projects to run after and connect again and so. so what's one of your favorite venues to perform at in town? Um, I love, I love, I love third and Lindsley and I've had, a, I've played there a few times and, um, the basement, the original and both of them, I really love playing in the small room over at the basement on eighth. Um, it's kind of more of a listening room, but, um, yeah, there's just so many wonderful spots here. It's, so in 2020, it seemed like on your Spotify, you were pretty busy releasing songs. How many songs did you come out with in 2020? 
Um, let's see. So that's about three. It's been two songs. One, we have uh, another one coming out on the 26th. Let me go. I'm uh, super excited about putting that one out. And then uh, a bonus track for this EP. And that'll wrap up this collection. Very so, cool. So what was your favorite song that you worked on in this last year? I mean, there everyone that I'm working on at the moment is my favorite. And so there's there. it's hard for me to pick a favorite. Um, but I, I mean, I've, I've really loved the music I've been putting out and I mean, and starting to work on it's, it's hard to kind of rank them. Wanted was huge. Um, that was really fun because we did a video for it. And, um, this, in this next song, let me go is, is it's been a long time coming for this one to be released. Um, it, it was written in 2019 and, um, several rewrites and, second opinions and expert producers helping out with um, just little things that were huge things that you didn't realize. And so it's, it feels like this, this song is, is finally ready and it's, and it's, I feel like it's perfectly structured and everything's yeah, it's, it's done. <laughs> what's the, what's the backstory about this upcoming song coming out on March 26th? Um, it's called let me go. And I wrote it with um, Lewis Johnson, Nashville based producer and he he produced it and we wrote it and then um yeah that's the one i was just talking about it's we had we had we knew we had something and then we kind of took it in a few different directions and it just didn't feel right um but there was just so much there and then um a, an, another producer mark wright um heard it and and knew just what to do with it and and so it's the three of us it's just been it was it was a team effort and we saw it to the very end and um and it's i'm so excited to get to get it out in the world very cool so let's let's come back to nashville real quickly so what are some of your favorite restaurants in town okay let's see there's let's see i feel like uh i've just went to the optimist over in germantown which i've been back twice already and it's a it's a seafood place right <laughs> yes um okay. It's seriously, I want to try everything on the menu over there. Um, and it, yeah, so that would be, I would probably say that's my favorite right now. Um, is it, it's fresh, it's a fresh seafood or describe like exactly what it is. Um, well, they have like, they have tons of great seafood fish. Um, I've had, I had the, um, let's see the chicken and dumplings and that was incredible. It wasn't seafood, but, um, they just have the best drinks and the vibe there. And it's just, it's trendy and, and, and tasty. And, um, it's just fun to, to sit, you know, just to get out. It's, it's like a fun place to just look around and, and I don't know, it's cool. What's one of, (laughs) what's one of your favorite restaurants in green Hills? Okay. Let's see. Um, I really love Char. Um, it's a little pricey, but I mean, for like, you know, I'm just trying to think of what was my go-to. Like, that's like a splurge for me. Um, and then let's see. Um, the restoration hardware is, is really fun girl, like a girl's night. I feel like we, we do that sometimes. And where uh, in, Germ- uh, where in uh, green Hills is that? That's kind of connected to the mall. Okay. So it's like right behind Macy's. Okay. Um, Donut Den. <laughs> yeah, that place is great. I just found out that they deliver, and it's oh wow, <laughs> those uh the bear claws there are my favorite in town. Oh my gosh, just to go in there and smell the room. Yeah, <laughs> the donuts. Um, what else? 
greenhouse. True Foods is another one that I kind of frequent. Um, so do you have a favorite in Green Hills? Uh, I don't go to Green Hills that often because um, I'm over in the east side of town. Uh, let's see. Favorite in Green Hills? Probably the Chick-fil-A at Lipscomb. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I was there yesterday. <laughs> I, I, think I, I think that's the primary place I eat in Green Hills. I love the well, if that's technically considered oh, Green I Hills. Do. Um, Did you ever I do. Did you remember the first? The original one was a Burger King drive-through over there. So I wasn't. I wasn't in Nashville at that point. My wife was, and she always would go study at that Burger King well location. Uh, But the one in um, off of Granny White is so cool, Uh, especially the little music concert venue there. Have you have you performed there at all? No, but I I've wanted to, and I feel like yeah, I've almost a bunch of times. And actually, I picked up a piano. There was somebody that left a piano at the Burger King one, and. I just remember driving through the drive-thru and inquiring about it. And he was like, it's please take it. And so it was in my garage for a while and it was a funny story, but. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. So did they, did they hand you the piano piano through the drive-thru? Yep. They sure did. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and then instead of uh, the fast food, it's piano. That That's like an only a Nashville type experience. Exactly. It really was um, hilarious. So speaking of coffee shops, what are some of your favorite coffee shops in Nashville? Um, let's see. I love Eighth and Roast. Um, I don't know if you've been to that. They have one in the airport too. Their coffee's incredible. Um, Crema, Fido, all the Bongo Javas. Um, let's see. I do go. I haven't been in a minute, but I do. I, I will trek over to the Barista Parlor over in East Nashville. Um too uh it's so good and it's worth every every trip but um yeah starbucks <laughs> <laughs> well there's there that is that convenient one right there in green hill so it just it makes i didn't sense. want to say it but <laughs> <laughs> uh so my my story with that Starbucks is last year with when the tornado hit Nashville, I went to that Starbucks and they ended up giving like three or four hundred dollars of free coffee and pastries so I can bring them to the fire department in downtown. Uh, so that's oh the gosh. that's like the only story I have of that Starbucks in Green Hills. Oh my gosh, that's that's wild. So I love it. How did 2020 impact you as an artist? I know the cancellation of live shows, but did it really inspire you to write some of these songs you've been working on this last year? Yeah. I mean, just kind of like not having, you know, the shows as an option has just been like more writing time and just a lot of stuff to process and a lot of more listening and quiet, quieting yourself and just having not, you know, not as busy stuff going on. And so yeah, actually it's helped. It's made, I feel like I, I was busy working on a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have been able to do, but um, yeah, still ready for everything to open back up. Yeah, I understand. So what what's in store for you for 2021 besides this new song coming out on March 26th? Let's see, 2021, um, I'm going to be doing some another live stream show on the 1st of April, which I'll have more information about that. Um, if people can find me on I have mostly like the Instagram world. I, I give, a, that's where like people can find me and then my, my website. Um, but I'm working with some amazing people on some new stuff right now. And I'm not sure when that's going to all be finished, but um, yeah, I've kind of started the next chapter of stuff, which it's just like, I'm freaking out about it. It's so, it's really cool. So um 
just more music and just hopefully, yeah, starting to play shows again soon. Well, uh, what venue do you want to play at first? Oh man, anywhere, or really any, anywhere that people will listen and be able to hang out in. Um, yeah, like an outdoor vibe would be cool somewhere, like an outdoor backyard thing might be fun. Um, but venues, I mean, I would love Brown's Diner to, that was our gig, um, gig spot. And I've, I would love to be able to get the guys back over there. Um, but yeah, all Brown, the big, all the big ones too. I mean, who doesn't want to play it? Browns is great. They have a great burger. Uh, it's yeah. a really cool place over there near Green Hills. So let's go out with your song "Wanted." This is a music video that you came out with in 2020, correct? Yes. So, what's the background story for this song? Okay, for the song or the video? Uh, let's talk about both. So let's start with the song, and then we'll go into the video. Um, let's see. The song was a co-write. Um, wrote that with producer John Stark and um, he produced it and it was just another quick um, we we did the whole thing and in, in a day like wrote it produced it I I came back the next to sing the sing the track um I guess it was just I mean he's incredible it was just so it was so cool working with him um I guess it was like a, a song about yeah for me personally it was about you know this whole kind of just wishing something had worked out in a different, in a different way and, and be still being like kind of hanging on, but taking the high road and like knowing that just coming to terms with that, I think was, was kind of how I felt about it. Um, like someone that's still in love, I guess, with, with the person or, or an idea of how, I don't know. Yeah. So that was, that was wanted. And the video for that was, um, we, uh, my my buddy Hodges um, and I did it and we kind of just like really just ran around and it was like one take like running around the two of us um, we had this car was kind of the centerpiece of the video and um, really nice um, we, we were having trouble finding a, the car that we wanted like for the look and uh, I ended up the last the last place I tried was I was bringing my car was broken down and I was taking it into the shop. Um, and I happened to ask George, the guy that works there, if he knew, um, kind of of a retro, of a retro option, if he had any ideas for me and he gave me a number and I called the number and, and this man was so nice. He, he was like, he just gave me the keys. And so we were, it was like, I, I remember somebody, one of my friends was like, Oh my gosh, that was the car that John Lennon had. Like, like that's such a classic, it, it was amazing. It was super cool. I was so terrified driving it. I was like, we're going five miles per hour and we're not going on the highway, <laughs> you know, cause it's so old and it's just like a collectible. Were there, were there scenes filmed on the Natchez Trace Parkway? There were. Okay. Yeah. I, I noticed that in the music video. I'm like, that's Natchez Trace. I know that pretty well. <laughs> it's too beautiful not to, yeah. To have, if you're having a driving video, that was the first place that we, that we wanted to yeah, shoot. you definitely need to do it on the Natchez Trace. Um, have you been down the Natchez Trace much? I have. I've done a bike ride over there, um, the Leaper, this Leaper's Fork Circle, um, and I mean, I've driven out there a bunch just to like clear my <laughs> clear my head or something. But it's it's so beautiful. Well, if you're looking for uh, a hiking location, my favorite hiking location off the Trace is called Devil's Backbone. Ooh, uh, I it's maybe. 
30 minutes away from Leaper's Fork, uh, but it, it goes down these really cool like meadows. There's these really, really small waterfalls there, but it's a gorgeous hike. Oh, that's such a cool trail name too. Yeah, and yeah. in the spring, it, there's a, a lot of uh, a lot of wildflowers that are there and bloom. So in the next like two weeks, it's going to be a stunning area to hike. So if you're looking is for a place, very secluded, or do you see people? Uh, the last two times I've been out there, it's only been myself. Cool. Yeah. So, um, and, and some of the hike is steep. Like there, there's one or two of the hills that are relatively steep, but the wildflowers down there with this, like you're going down this hill with these wild, wild, wildflowers and you're in this meadow and there's a stream with the small waterfall. It's absolutely stunning. Wow. Oh my gosh. That sounds like a dream. I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out. Oh, so you how do you get to it? You said. So literally just go south on the Natchez Trace. Um, uh-huh. past Leaper's Fork and you just, you keep going for like 30 miles past Leaper's Fork and you see a little sign saying devil's backbone. Oh my gosh. Thank you. You're welcome. It's a, it's a really cool place. So now let's go out with your song wanted. Uh, and here is the music video.
And that was Wanted. Liz, thank you so much for joining me here on the Nashville Daily Podcast. Uh, We hope you had a great time, and we will see you again in the future. Oh, Stuart, thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. And that was Liz Bohannon. Uh, You can watch the entire video on our YouTube channel. Thank you so much for listening to the Nashville Daily Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Nashville Daily. You can check us out over on Instagram at xplr.nash as well as our YouTube channel, xplr.nash. For Nashville merch, we have you covered as well. Find that at xplr.life. You can also text us at 615-392-1358. And for more exclusive content, head over to nashvilledailypodcast.com. Nashville Daily is produced right here in the great city of Nashville. So if you like what we're doing, please give this podcast a five-star rating and share it with your friends.